Elsa? Do you want to build a snowman? Come on, let's go and play. Hi, this is Nicholas Moon, and welcome to the Holiday Moons Podcast, where we share our love for the holidays with you year-round. This is Beth, and I'm going to be doing part two of my Color Street nail topic. This is Sydney, and I will be continuing my Disney attraction boat ride series with, <laughs> with Frozen Ever After in the Norway Pavilion in Epcot Disney World. <laughs> that answer's so long. That is a mouthful, yeah. Yeah, every week it's a mouthful. <laughs> this is Randy, and I will be continuing my Beach Party movie series with Sergeant Deadhead. So, holiday happenings for this past week. Uh, last week, right after the podcast, which was on National Ice Cream Day, we, because we were compelled to, went to our local uh, ice cream shop in Front Royal, Virginia, called C&C's Ice Cream. And they make a lot of their own um, unique flavors and a lot of interesting options. So we went there and had ice cream and sat outside despite the heat. Yeah. Um, so that was and fun. And ate our delicious ice cream. It was amazing. As fast as we could before it melted. Right? Yes. Had to keep on task. <laughs> the the uh, owner of that shop, because it was National Ice Cream Day, wouldn't let me get vanilla, which was a little bit mean because I was getting a root beer float. <laughs> <laughs> and they didn't have any root beer, um, what are they Italian called? Italian ice. Italian ice. So he said, trust me, and he used banana chocolate ice cream in the Rupert Float. And I'm not a big banana fan, but it was actually pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I think you said if you had the option, you wouldn't do it again. No. But vanilla still. Vanilla or the root beer. You often get that root beer um, Italian ice. Italian ice are probably my favorite, too. Yeah. Yeah. So that was last week, as far as holiday happenings go. What other holiday happenings do we have? We saw some fun fall stuff at Cracker Barrel. That was fun to look at. Yep. Still yesterday. Still doing a good job keeping social distance there at the restaurant. And lots of cute fall things. Yeah. They still had the 4th of July patriotic stuff, but they had like a fall section now. I think it referenced pumpkin spice latte in there, didn't uh-huh. it? Didn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of pumpkin spice. There's a lot of pumpkin pie. And there are a lot of owls. Mom mentioned that. Yeah. Like this year, there's it's more the of an owl. Of the owl. Theme. Yeah. <laughs> Who? <laughs> no. Good one. <laughs> yes. What other any other holiday happenings for the week? Blazing hot, like we mentioned last week, continues this week. So freaking hot. Yeah. Um, that, that's about it. Getting ready for my mom to come visit. That's true. That's next weekend that she'll come visit for a summer little trip. Yep. I'm going to go ahead and start part two of my Color Street topic. Now I'm talking about Color Street nail strips. And for those who didn't hear the last podcast... Go back and listen to it. (laughs) Or... Go back and listen to it. A recap is that these are 100% nail polish strips. They're not vinyl. They need no special tools to apply them. They're not stickers. They are 100% nail polish strips. It includes the base coat, color coat, and top coat all in one strip. And the average wear time is about 14 days. And there's no dry time. It goes on, and it's pretty much dry as you finish up, which is which was a huge thing for me because I always nicked my nails after I did them, and I always had to redo one or two, and when, this solved that. Right, when when you were using regular nail polish. Thank you, Cindy. Yes, when I was using regular nail polish. That's exactly right. Uh, and it prices between 11 and $14, depending on what you want, but there are also always specials. 
Now the way they distribute this is through, it's not direct sales marketing. You do it through a stylist, a sales stylist. And my niece happens to be one. So as I'm talking about this, if you think, you know, I'd really like to look into that. You can look at her page at colorstreet.com slash Kelly Moon, K-E-L-L-I-M-O-O-N. So basically what you do when you find a nail strip that you like is you select the best size for your nail and remove a clear cover. That's what keeps the nail strip fresh. A package comes with different nail different sizes. sizes. So you buy a package and, and then when you say select the size, you're basically, you have it in your hands. So you just... Picking the one, like matching it to your nail finger right. size. Right, the one that's the closest to that that you think yeah. that you can do. To your fingernail size. I guess it's nail finger size. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's funny. <laughs> yes. And you get, I believe you get 16. So you can get two manicures out of it if you're careful. So you gently remove the tip, the color itself, by pulling on the silver tab to take it off of its base and I always take off the silver part right away. It's double-sided, so you can choose either side to start with. You apply it to the nail, crease it over the top edge of the nail, and then file off the excess in a downward motion. And I would say, if you're going to do color street nails, go watch a couple YouTube videos on how to do it. It's not hard, it is really helpful when you do that. And it might take a couple times for you to figure out what works best for you. Exactly. Yes. So the reason, one of the reasons I brought this up at a holiday podcast is that they have so many awesome holiday nails and they have so many awesome seasonal nails that this is just a lot of fun. Yeah. (laughs) You can wear these nail strips for 10 to 14 days. I really like to do them once a week just because... I love them. Like, I want different colors and different styles. So you could do what you, you know, whatever you like. Um, I was looking through some different places to try to get some ideas of colors and types to share. Now, um, they have the same kind of fun names that regular nail polish does. So last year, they had Good Chill to All. So this is around Christmas time? This is around Christmas time. It's French manicure, solids, glitters, glitter designs, and nail art designs. Those are the different categories. Last year, the holiday designs were fleece on earth. So fun. <laughs> what fun it is. Cookie swap. Father Christmas. Snow doubt. Good chill to all. You'll be jolly. Y-U-L-E. And New Year wishes. And they often will have photos of people wearing the nails so you can see what it looks like. And you can mix and match. Um, so Color Street, as a corporation, must invest heavily in punsters <laughs> in order to make up all these names. Uh, I don't know who gets to make up nail polish names. I've wondered that sometimes because I thought that would be a fun job. But these are particularly punny. They are so punny, yes. yes. And so this was just the 2019s. Now, 2018 had something called It's a Wrap. That is by far... My favorite nail polish. It was the first set I ever got. I loved it. I still love it. You can only get these for a limited time. Mm. So, I can't get this anymore. Is there like a black market for them? I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) But you can get the designs during that time period, and then they will just go away. 
They won't reappear the next year. Right. So. Yeah. That's a bummer. So it's like you snooze, you lose. <laughs> right. So if you find something, seriously, that you absolutely love, buy like five of them. But will they? how long do they last in their packaging? If you don't open them, yeah. they will last till the next year. Oh, okay. But not they necessarily are, they are multiple years? They might. They might, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. They are completely sealed. They are vacuum sealed. It is great. They do a great job. When you open it, you have a little bit of a nail polish smell because it's nail polish. Not as overwhelming as some of them. They're but ball, it's Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But It's a Wrap was my favorite in the world. Another one was Ice to Meet You. That was really pretty. And they have fall ones. They have Thanksgiving. They have Halloween. Halloween's a big time. That's a big one. Um, they have like Autumn Harvest, Haunted Mansion. Um, That's one of our favorites. Yeah, that's right. I don't know about the nail polish, but just <laughs> yeah, it's it's not the it's not the Disney Haunted Mansion, but it's cute. They had um, Oh My Gourd, G O U R D. So the nail art designs are the things that are going to go away. That, now, if it's just a regular glitter nail, like, they have an ombre that's bloody gorgeous, and you can still get that. Yeah, and they have, like, solids and glitters that just they just have. Right. Except the more, seasonal ones aren't. Yeah, they're really right. interesting. Could you just do a little more research on how to get that pun job to make? Yeah, I know, I know, right? <laughs> the thing, one of the things that I particularly like is the ombre styles, where it starts out one color... And it will gently fade into another color. Hmm. Now, it could do two or three. It's usually two. Colors or two three colors. Two colors. Okay. Yes. Um, like Underground Magic that I'm standing here looking at right now was fall of 2018. But the ombre, like I said, you can get these much longer. If it's just a glitter or an ombre, you can get them much longer. So it's a black that fades into silver, but it's a high glitter one. So it's just so pretty. Coral Bay is one of my favorites. So those are the unique ones that you can get. The seasonal ones that have some kind of design on them or the holiday ones that have a design on them, you usually can only get for a limited period of time. So stock up if you like them. I talked to you about the ombres. You can layer Color Street in two ways. You can buy clear overlays, which for instance, you can buy something called Between the Lines. And they are nail strips with horizontal lines across, horizontal black lines. But if you put it over top of your nails, you, you can make them accent nails or all of your nails. But whatever color you put it over, that changes the whole look. So now, you know, one time you might have Fiji fuchsia with black stripes and the next Coral Bay without black stripes. It just depends on what you want to put them on. They have one that's lace. I love lacy. <laughs> <laughs> They have a dripping in diamonds, so it'll be, have a silver top to it. Coming up, rose gold has a rose gold glitter top to it. So these are a lot of fun. You can do a lot of that. You can also layer the colors themselves. There are some colors that are a little more transparent than others. Like right now, I have on Fiji Fuchsia. Fiji Fuchsia is a really good layering nail strip. I layered it once with Blue Lagoon, and it created this whole different color, and it was so pretty. And again, you can do all of your nails, or you can just do like a couple in each hand. You can do accent nails. And they now have something called Clear as Day, which is an extra top coat for your nails, and it keeps them from chipping longer, from wearing away. These really yeah. don't chip. These really kind of wear away. Mine can... 
sometimes like chip at the very corner. So this is like if instead of putting a top coat on yourself, which is what I do um, after I put on the Color Street nail. True. Um, instead, like if you don't want to do the the liquid nail polish, this is an alternative. Right. To that. So if you're going to put an additional top coat on. Mm-hmm. Then you could also, you could consider this instead of a liquid one. Right. Exactly. So these are so much fun. I have a container of them. She does. (laughs) (laughs) And I have a plastic box that locks that has all of them lined up in there. So I go through all of my nails and it's so fun to look at them. An additional thing that's really kind of extra cool about color street nail strips is that once they're open and you use what you want you can put them back in the plastic envelope we'll call it an envelope very um stiff plastic and i actually purchased a very small hair straightener for this to so i could keep it with my nail stuff and you can just take a hair straightener and seal the end again so it 100 seals it again so that you can use that again so these are just a lot of fun. Again, I'm going to give a shout out to Kelly Moon, my stylist and my niece. So if you're interested, colorstreet.com slash Kelly Moon. Very fun. It is so fun. Thank you, Sydney, for that affirmation. Yes. <laughs> and a place that you can wear fun Color Street nail polish is Disney. It's everywhere, but also Disney. <laughs> well, especially Disney if you want you to could probably be find cute and match your outfit. Some colors that match um, yes, definitely. different movies, too. Like Frozen, maybe. Right. It definitely. That's true. Definitely. So today, as I said in the beginning, I will be continuing my Disney boat ride attraction series about Frozen Ever After boat ride in Norway Pavilion Epcot Disney World. <laughs> So it's a really long name, but just for your context and reference. So I've only been on this ride once. What? Is that true? So how how many times have you guys gone? We've gone. Um, I know Cole's gone once because he was there. I've gone once, yeah. Okay. Okay. More more than once. More than once. (laughs) Yeah, okay. (laughs) Several times. Yes. So, okay. So this ride basically took the place of Maelstrom. Which you talked about last podcast. Right. It so does it, not have the spirit of Norway. No. But <laughs> or I have, the trolls. Or the trolls. It does have trolls in it, but not those trolls. Oh, that's a good point. It has, it has a, a little rock trolls. It yeah. has the spirit of Arendelle in but it. But I don't <laughs> think they sing, which is good. <laughs> <laughs> Although I, I did read somewhere that there were little Easter eggs to the previous ride. So that's something. And I think the boats are almost the exact same. I think they're using like the same boats. Yeah, yeah. Same um, boat, same ride layout. Right. Um, okay. So, Frozen Ever After commemorates the anniversary of the day Queen Elsa saved her sister Princess Anna with an unselfish act of true love. By the way, spoiler: if you haven't seen Frozen, I don't know who hasn't. But um, oops, oops. <laughs> um, thus, thawing a frozen heart and ending the eternal winter. To celebrate the event. Elsa bestowed an official summer snow day upon the Arendelle city, uh, inspiring the amusement ride. So when you get into the queue, you are, it's a back, it's like a back and forth line, but you are in Arendelle. So they, they made it like the city of Arendelle, they have lights hanging, pass by Oaken's wandering trading post and sauna. Yoo-hoo. Where you- <laughs> 
where you can find um, him like waving through like a window or something. Mm-hmm. Anyways, but it's a really cute line, which is nice, you know, for a long wait. So when the ride first opened, I think it was like a six plus hour wait to get into the ride. Isn't that crazy? It and is. And people, it was six plus hours because people were waiting in that line for six plus hours. Right. Now, this is, it opened on June 21st in 2016, which is very interesting about how long ago that was. Yeah, it really was a while ago. Yeah, and it's about a five-minute ride. So you get onto the Maelstrom boats <laughs> yep. and start going. And the animatronics are, I think, electronic. They're the same type of animatronics as you would see in the Seven Dwarfs Mine. Yeah, they're more modern. Ride. Yeah. Right, where it kind of has, I think, um, some kind of yes. projected face technology yeah. rather than mm-hmm. sort of what you would see in, like, Maelstrom. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Volof is kind of guiding you through the whole thing, and you hear music the whole way. So it's not about the movie, although they give you bits and pieces throughout the ride, but it's much more about, like, the, the end of the movie, you right. know, the celebration. Um, the hi- Right. <laughs> so the highlight is when... You get to Elsa in her castle. She's, you know, waving her arms and, you know, it's like snow and it's a really pretty right. visual. And they have it, like, timed out so that there's screens yes. that when she waves her arm, like, mm-hmm. snow will go. Yeah. Swoosh, or, right? yeah. It's not like the Navi ride where they're just kind of waving their arms and, around. Yeah. Once you get to Elsa, that's when the end of the boat turns so behind you, you're turning and you go backwards, yeah. just like Maelstrom. Yeah. Right. Elsa so, doesn't say back, back. No, unfortunately not. <laughs> Which I do want to correct what I said last week. I think I said that there was a two-headed troll that quoted that. It's actually a three-headed yeah, it's troll. A three-headed yeah, three-headed troll. Yeah. Right. Our, or our was. Listeners would have been blowing up the the channel <laughs> about that. One. That's right. Yes. So you go back and you hear the music and it's really pretty and then. Um, it's a lot of snow scenes, like, um, it's a lot of, like, crystals and just really pretty visuals. As you're backing up? No, just throughout the whole yeah. mm-hmm. whole thing. But anyways, yes, you back up, and then, just like a Maelstrom, the front turns to go down a little line, and I don't remember if one of the snowmen, because there's, like, snowmen there instead of that tree troll. Yeah. And I think it kind of sounded like the, the snowman said something that reminded me of Maelstrom, but I couldn't really pick it up. So mm. I didn't know if that was like my imagination so maybe that or was not. Just, maybe it was an Easter egg, or maybe it was Sydney going crazy. Maybe. <laughs> uh, but anyways, you go down, and you know, you you see a scene of like the castle and fireworks, and it has a scene of Frozen, the short Frozen Fever, which is like summertime, and Anna and Elsa are in their summer clothes, and they're singing together with Olaf, and then um, and then pretty much the ride is over. Now, I don't know if they're going to change a lot with Frozen 2 coming out oh. recently. Mm. I will say I watched a video in 2016 when the ride was open, like a full ride through, because I remembered Elsa singing Let It Go. And then I watched a video in 2017 and she wasn't singing Let It Go. But I don't know if that's because the person took out her singing it or not. Right, it could be the person filming versus the ride itself. It could be, or I know the song has gotten a backlash, so I don't know if they took that out it's just or not. Crazy. No, yeah. I think I think I remember it the last time. Her singing like such an iconic song. Yeah, it really yeah. Is. okay, okay, because I, I that was weird. It's like I know she sings this, so I found one that she did. Um, what were your impressions of the ride? I thought it was a good ride. The mm-hmm. animatronics and the 
the scenes were good. Mm -hmm. You generally, because you don't want to always have to repeat the whole story. So I thought yeah. the way they handled that was pretty good. Mm -hmm. um, so that you get enough of the kind of reminder of the story, but it's about the celebration. It had a lot of nostalgia. The whole time I'm thinking, what was would have been happening if we were on Maelstrom on this ride? <laughs> My impression was that I missed Maelstrom. <laughs> I, thought it was, I thought it was a good ride. I would never wait. How, okay, so how long would I wait for that ride? 20 minutes. How, how long wait? did we wait? We, we, I think we waited. We might have waited 40 minutes for it. First time we rode it? Oh, yeah. I think no. it was longer. No. I'm, I'm, we were the, we've been there several times where yeah, that's what I say. we've gone through. The, longest... the four of us waited, I think, over an hour for it. Because yeah, it was it, new. Well, the four of us waited, but I think the poster time was different than the actual time. Right. I think the poster time was about 40 minutes. Yeah, I think so. When we clocked it in, I think it was about an hour 15 yeah. or so. Yeah. And the good thing is, is that there are some things in the queue that are interesting. Yeah. And we're right? interesting, so we yeah. talk to each other. And we're interesting, or we get on our phones. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I liked it. What did you think, Beth? Oh, I liked it a lot. Mm. I think it's an adorable... The, the whole thing is adorable. I would yeah. have liked it as an additional ride in the normal <laughs> section, right. not to replace Maelstrom. And the little snowmen, I forget what they're called. Mm -hmm. Just little snowmen, I think. Snow buddies. I Snow buddies, I think. They have those in as little animatronics. So those are really cute in the ride. Makes yes. you want to go buy some. I don't know if they sell those at the... Right. They should. They should sell They everything. probably do. Yeah. Well, think about all the different... Um, oh, no. I'm sorry. They're called Snow G's. Snow G's. Yeah, yeah. Think about all the different outfits that Anna and Elsa wear. Yeah. It's like, oh, they have all these different outfits. You've got to collect yes. them all. For your dolls <laughs> and yourself. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> That's yeah. right. That's what yeah. I, when I was watching Frozen 2, that was my thought when I saw them switching it so many outfits. I yeah. was like, this is a great Perfect. way for them yeah. to sell all of these different... Uh, You're jaded, young man. <laughs> <laughs> man. Or just maybe just I have a mind for marketing. That's right. You know how Disney works. A bit salty that it took over Maelstrom. <laughs> that's right. But anyways, that's the ride. It's um, fairly short but fun, and it's all indoors, so definitely great for families. That was very awesome. Thanks for sharing that. I'm going to jump into um, next beach party movie, and that is Sergeant Deadhead. So, uh, Sergeant Deadhead is another movie created by American International Pictures, who did all the beach party movies. This was a 1965 comedy. So, Sergeant Deadhead went a little something like this. United States Air Force General Rufus Fogg, played by Fred Clark, has a problem. He has to keep his base security airtight for the upcoming launch of Project Moon Monkey. <laughs> Apparently, the U.S. space program sent up a pair of mice into outer space only to have them come back and chase cats. Now, the Air Force is going to blast a monkey into orbit and see if his personality changes as well. Airman Sergeant OK Deadhead is a bit of a doofus who's the bane of Fogg's existence. And yes, I said okay. Like O period K period are his initials. Last name, Deadhead. What the pretty airman, Lucy Turner, played by Deborah Wally, who we've seen in other Beach Party movies, sees in Deadhead, yeah, is anybody's guess. But they're engaged, and Turner, Airman Turner, is determined to marry him. Even if she has to marry him in the military prison where he's uh, stuck, because General Fogg wants to keep him there, until Project Moon Monkey is completed. Because basically, he's a bumbling doofus who blew up uh, this rocket in the middle of the military uh, exercise grounds. Um, he just blows up things constantly. He's bumbling. He, just, bumbling. he, he is going to create chaos wherever he goes. 
And, yeah, they want him not to do that right. during this important thing. Yeah. So, unfortunately for General Fogg, which is a riot of a name, they don't realize that in the cell, the guard cell, with Deadhead, is a um, airman, Philroy, who's played by John Ashley, also from the Beach Party movies, and the incredibly strong bully, Airman McAvoy, played by Harvey Lembeck. Who, who is? Eric Von Zipper. That's right. He is normally Eric Von Zipper, leader of the Rack Pack. Right. So McAvoy, played by Harvey Lembeck, demands that his cellmates escape with him via an explosive ballpoint pen, which they do. And eventually, Deadhead scrambles into the nose cone of Project Moon Monkey because he's being chased by guards and things like that. And they rocket to space together. Right. With him in it. That's right. And he's also, he's bumbling, but he's also very sweet and very right. passive. He's not an aggressive person. Right, that's right. Right. Yes, he's, he's worried about getting married. Like and, he, yeah. Getting, yeah. Right. So he and the chimpanzee is going to space. So when Sergeant Deadhead is discovered to be aboard the rocket, General Fogg decides to spin the facts and say that Sergeant Deadhead volunteered for the mission. He and Navy Captain Weisskopf also decide that Sergeant Deadhead and Airman Turner will have a well-publicized wedding on the airbase when Sergeant Deadhead returns to Earth. When Sergeant Deadhead returns home, he's a national hero, but he's also developed a massive ego due to space travel, causing his personality to blend with that of the chimpanzee and the realization that he has become a media sensation. By the way, when the chimpanzee comes down and does an interview, he can talk, and he's very frustrated with Sergeant Deadhead. It's funny. I, I knew that... The premise was that once you're in space and you're going around the moon or whatever, at some point, Earth, yeah. is it around Earth? Yeah. Okay. At some point, your their personality changes, yeah. right? I had no, and I watched the whole thing. I had no idea that he was taking on the chimpanzee's personality. No, no I had it no idea. It did not. It did not come across very right. well. So. As often in these movies, uh, they want to deal with Sergeant Deadhead, uh, so they have to come up with this elaborate plan. So they have this program in the military that finds doppelgangers and replaces people if they need to. <laughs> so they happen to find a doppelganger of Sergeant Deadhead that, you know, obviously looks just like him. Yeah, also played by Frankie Avalon. Also in the military. Oh. And yes. Dead Ringer. Uh-huh. Right. Impressive. So uh, they convince or they tell... Because Sergeant Donovan, who's the lookalike, is very patriotic, they say this is his duty to take Sergeant Deadhead's place, um, not only as a hero, but on the altar with this airman that he's never met before. So when Sergeant Deadhead hears about this, he breaks out of the guardhouse and switches places with Sergeant Donovan. And then, then the back and forth just begins. Because it's basically the leadership realizing that Sergeant Deadhead has gotten back to the airmen and is now out in front and knocked Sergeant Donovan out of the way. And then they go replace Sergeant Donovan and take, I mean, airman Deadhead out of the way. And when I refer to the guardhouse, that's like their prison. So whenever they get Sergeant Deadhead, they try to put him into a place he can't get out of, but he can always get out of it. So finally, they get to the wedding and Sergeant Deadhead finds out that Sergeant Donovan is about to marry the airman. So he finally steps up and wants to be the one to marry her. He doesn't want this other guy, right. uh, lookalike or not, to marry Lucy. So he breaks out again of wherever he is at the time. He goes to the hotel and he inserts himself so he actually is the one that marries 
Lucy, unbeknownst to the, again, the generals and other people that are there. That are trying to manipulate this right. scenario. Right. But, again, he's replaced. They figure it out that he's replaced. And Lucy is unaware of this at all. Right. She just sees that the personality is different. Like, at some points he's like this, and then other points he's like this, right? So, right. Um, so it's kind of confusing to her, but she just goes along with it for whatever reason. And so finally, they get everybody in the right place. Sergeant Deadhead and Lucy are married, and Sergeant Donovan's locked in this closet. The general doesn't know that, though, the generals and the admirals. So they want to get Sergeant Donovan, who they think is now married to Lucy the airman, away from the whole situation, and they send them off to see the president of the United States. They find out that it isn't Donovan that went to the president. It's Deadhead. Donovan was stuck in a closet. So they order some military guards to go to the White House and to get Sergeant Deadhead out of there and replace him with Sergeant Donovan again. So then you go to the White House scene, and Sergeant Deadhead and Lucy are in the White House in the Oval Office with the president, and the president's talking to him, and he said, hey, can I try on your space helmet? So he puts on the helmet. At the same point, the military police get there, and they see somebody in the space helmet that's deadheads. So they arrest the president and take him away with the hat, <laughs> the helmet still on, so they don't realize that is still the president. So it ends up with all the military leaders now in the military prison for everything that they did. And, and Deadhead and Turner escape on a White House helicopter. And that's kind of how it ends. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of interesting. Yeah. Uh, this was uh, the AIP's attempt to create a another genre of films. They actually, even before the film came out, they had a plans for a sequel. And it was going to be called Sergeant Deadhead Goes to Mars. Oh, good grief. But mm-hmm. it was never released. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I don't it know was why. it was just silly. It was. It, it, it would have clearly fit over. the tone of the movie. Surprisingly, to go to though, Mars. they didn't do yeah. what they normally do with a bunch of subplots. It really was one basic plot. Yeah, I, I was kind of impressed. Yeah, there was one storyline that went the whole way through. So that yep. was that was actually pretty good. There was singing in there, so that was fun. There was some singing. I was surprised because the singing just seemed to come out of nowhere. Because in the beach party movies, you kind of got used to. The singing is part of, hey, it's on the beach, it's fun atmosphere. Right, yeah. The singing was just kind of, you're in like an office and they start singing or, you know, yeah, it was. Or the girls are in their military yeah. beds, all like area singing. So what kind of genre were they trying to create? Do you know? So what was popular at the time were military comedies. Okay. So this was what they're trying to create for Frankie Avalon was a series that would be a military comedy of him playing this character oh, of Sergeant Deadhead over gotcha. and over again. Oh. Right? Because at the time, there were other military comedies, Gomer Pyle MC, oh. um, there was a Mikhail's Navy, there was a bunch of these other sitcoms that were related and they were popular. But this one obviously didn't take off. So they once again got a number of stars for their time to be part of this Supporting cast. Cesar Romero. Oh, wow. I know. <laughs> uh, he played one of the admirals. Fred Clark, Gail Gordon, Reginald Gardner, Harvey Lebeck, I mentioned, Pat Buttram, Buster Keaton. Again, um, it was mentioned that the writer didn't write specific things for Buster Keaton to do. He just said, Buster Keaton did something, does something here, and Buster Keaton would just figure it out. Oh, that's funny. As a, like a comedy bit. 
um, than Eve Arden. And if you look up these names, these are a number of people that appeared in sitcoms in the 60s and even early 70s, probably late 50s even. So a lot of really well-known people there. There was one, and I was like, who is that? And I was sitting there, and I'm like, I think he was on I Dream of Genie. And Dad looked it up, and it was he was like, nope, not I Dream of Genie. And I was like, oh, I'm sure it was something. So um, we found out it was in from the Lucy show. Oh, he was the I banker love- that she worked for, Mr. Yep. Mooney. I Love Lucy? No, it's... There was I Love Lucy with Desi Arnaz, uh-huh. and then there was a show afterward. I think oh. they might have been divorced at that point, and it was just um, the Lucy show. Oh, so she had a whole show there, a different kind of show. Gotcha, interesting. Yes, and there was a number of familiar faces from the Beach Party movies there, including Donna yes. Lauren, who yep. is one of the people that sings a couple songs, at least one song, but maybe two songs in there. But a number of the other people that normally play the the beach. Right. right were there they as had well, some so. favorites, some favorite actors yes. that they pulled in. Yes, so this was the only Sergeant Deadhead, and it failed to launch a thousand ships of more military comedies <laughs> for Frankie Avalon. So I'm oh, not well. shocked, but yeah. <laughs> yes. It was it was it was cute. It was worth watching. It was a little easier to watch because it did have a single storyline. Yeah. So that was nice. Yeah. So our future festivities are for the week of August tenth. August tenth is National S'mores Day. August 11th, National Sons and Daughters Day. August 12th, National Middle Child Day. August 13th, International Left-Handers Day. August 14th, National Creamsicle Day. August 15th, Feast of the Assumption Day. August 16th, National Roller Coaster Day. You can always follow us on social media. On Twitter, we are at Holiday underscore Moons. On Instagram, we are at Holiday Moons, one word. You can find us with a Facebook group or page by searching Holiday Moons in the Facebook search bar. And you can contact us at any time at HolidayMoons at gmail.com. So for Cole, Beth, Sydney, and Randy, Happy happy Summer! Elsa? Do you want to build a snowman? Come on, let's go and play! I never see you anymore. Come out the door. It's like you've gone away. We used to be best buddies. And now we're not. I wish you would tell me why. Do you want to build a snowman? It doesn't have to be a snowman. Oh, on it. Okay, bye. And build a snowman Or ride our bike around the halls I think some company is overdue I've started talking to the pictures on the walls Hang in there, Joan It gets a little lonely All these empty rooms Just watching the hours tick by
Elsa, please, I know you're in there. People are asking where you've been. They say of courage, and I'm trying to. I'm right out here for you. Just let me in. We only have each other. It's just you and me. What are we gonna do? Do you wanna build a snowman?